Thank you for joining me for today's Beast Watch News Update. News from the Internet's most comprehensive Bible prophecy news website, BeastWatchNews.com. I'm Kimberly Rogers Brown. Is Israel being used to show the world the way to the new normal? All nations are affected by coronavirus, but the chaos designed to teach the world what not to do is centered in Israel. Why is that? Just weeks after reopening restaurants, malls, and beaches, and allowing large gatherings in public places for weddings and entertainment, Israel is now seeing a 50-fold surge in new coronavirus cases. From approximately 20 new cases a day in mid-May to more than 1,000 new cases a day less than two months later, Israel is rushing to once again close venues it so recently rushed to open. The number of people with active infections rose in 262 communities by an overall average of 499%. In some communities, the rise was many times that over the past month according to this Haaretz article and according to an I-24 News and Haaretz report Israel's case numbers are skewed the reporting criteria has changed and 40% of the patients reported as severe were not regarded as such by the previous criteria making matters worse is that Israel is not following World Health Organization guidelines which have changed while Israel's has not making Israel's case numbers appear higher. Is this being done deliberately? Israel has not set government guidelines either, and Israeli doctors and hospitals are setting their own guidelines. Professor Galia Rahab, director of the Infectious Disease Department at Sheba, recently wrote a letter to the health ministry asking it to standardize the situation and have Israeli hospitals match their criteria. Definition of a patient has become a complete mess. Everyone describes the severity of the illness differently. A source in the health ministry said that every so often the criteria used by various organizations are published. The epidemiological team is discussing these criteria and will submit its recommendations to the medical division and distribute it as instructions or a guide sheet. There is no set rule for now. Netanyahu is being widely criticized as incompetent and even mishandling this current wave which continues to worsen, even causing new record high numbers of virus cases in Israel. The Times of Israel says, once a source of worldwide praise, Israel's handling of the coronavirus pandemic has now emerged globally as a print for how not to reopen the economy too fast as a second wave of infections worse than the first sweeps the nation. While many countries had looked to Israel's early closing of borders and initial flattening of the curve, multiple recent international reports have focused on the Jewish state asking themselves what went wrong and how that can be avoided in other countries.
Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu had boasted that Israel is a success model for many countries and that many leaders are calling us to know how to act. And now Israel is suffering such a deterioration, wrote German paper Seduce Zitung. There could be a deeper, darker reason for Israel's departure from diagnostic standards and the appearance of chaos. What is the lesson Israel is demonstrating to the world this time? Do not return to normal. Other nations started into this second wave before Israel, but Israel is being used as the example of what not to do. In the first wave, Israel was praised as the world's leader of what to do, lock down. Now, Israel is being used as the example of what not to do, reopen. This is being followed by another lockdown scenario led by Israel again. The Times of Israel article continues, Britain beware. Israel, living the consequences of trying to return to normal, warned Sky News' Middle East correspondent Mark Stone in a column published last Friday. He said Israel's reopening of the economy offered salutary lessons on what can go wrong with easing restrictions. Yes, Britain and other nations learn from Israel's mistake of returning to normal. Oh, wait! There is no normal now. There is now the new normal. We're not going back to the old normal. I'll have more on the new normal later, but for now, let's just continue in this line. Whether incompetency or mishandling can be pinned on Netanyahu, one thing has come of it that is not good if he is incompetent and mishandling the situation. JPost.com writes, Netanyahu can now make decisions on emergency coronavirus regulations by himself with just a rubber stamp of a quick cabinet vote following the Knesset's approval of the second and third readings of the bill on early Tuesday morning. If Netanyahu is incompetent or mishandling the situation, he is not the person to be in charge right now. JPost.com continues, According to the bill, the Knesset committee will discuss decisions made by the government and decide whether to approve them, in whole or in part, within seven days of when they passed. An extension of up to three more days is allowed. To the extent that the relevant committee does not approve the government's decision within the aforementioned period, the decisions will be brought to the Knesset plenum as soon as possible. A few weeks ago I said Israel's government is now run by the Sanhedrin and I listed the various committees that were stacked by Netanyahu with right-wing and ultra-right-wing MKs who may now rubber stamp his decisions. Well, we will have to wait and see what happens. The J-Post article continues, Alongside the Knesset approval process, the decisions will come into effect and will be implemented immediately upon government approval. 
if the committee or the Knesset plenary decides not to approve said order or if it has not made a decision on the matter within the allotted time the validity of the order will expire opposition leader Yair Lapid told his Yeshatid Telem faction the proposed bill was undemocratic and would allow Netanyahu to make decisions on his own the big coronavirus law means we can shut down this theater and tell us all to go home he told the Knesset on Sunday Merit's leader Nitzan Horowitz said the bill would turn Netanyahu into a dictator and allow him to violate civil rights with no oversight so now Israel is the example to the rest of the world about what not to do do not return to normal there is a new normal now and we need to understand what it is and how it will affect the global population the new circular economy which I reported on last week must become the new normal and it's not just about the circular economy there's another new normal that the world must get used to which is that Israel is now a religious state not a democracy despite people like Yair Lapid and Nitzan Horowitz still believing it is a democracy according to Wikipedia new normal is a term used to reflect a change in society particularly in relation to business and economics that refers to significant change in financial and business conditions this term came into use following the financial crisis of 2007 and 2008 the aftermath of the 2008 to 2012 global recession and the COVID-19 pandemic actually new normal started being used after the Twin Towers fell in New York City on 9-11 this Gallup.com article is titled Americans sense a new normal after 9-11 most say US their lives still not back to normal the article from September 9, 2005 says Americans current perceptions of the effect of the 9-11 attacks have had on the United States and on themselves personally are similar to what these perceptions were on the first anniversary of the attacks even four years after the attacks on August 28th to the 30th CNN slash USA Today and Gallup finds most Americans feeling that neither the country nor their own lives have fully returned to normal since terrorists killed nearly 3,000 people on September 11th 2001 when asked to evaluate how the country is faring since 9-11 a slim majority of Americans 54 percent say the United States is not back to normal while 42 percent believe it is somewhat back to normal thus 96 percent of Americans perceive that the country remains changed by the event only a scant few 4% say things are completely back to normal these attitudes collected before the full scale of the Hurricane Katrina disaster was known are virtually identical to previous measures in 2002 and 2003 
Gallup further says that Americans were more pessimistic than in the past and that a total of 62% of Americans indicate that their lives remain changed by 9-11. People also lacked confidence that the U.S. government can do anything about terrorism on U.S. soil. Only 17% say government anti-terror agencies have made the country a lot safer since 9-11-2001. Another 55% say they have made the country a little safer. 15% say they have made no difference and 12% say they have made the country less safe. The term new normal was used next after the financial crisis of 2007 and 2008 and now during the coronavirus crisis. All of these crises are false flags manufactured in order to make huge changes. The coronavirus outbreak is the false flag that has afforded the New World Order the greatest opportunity to control the population worldwide in a way that has never been done before in the history of this planet. This Bloomberg article, the, art, the link is here, portrays the future of the new normal as an in-between place where social distancing will still be practiced in the future and masks will still be worn and changes in urban infrastructure will accommodate large crowds for social distancing. CNN reports that the new normal will include more people working from home. That will certainly reduce the carbon footprint of morning and evening traffic, helping to satisfy the global recyclist circular economy's Green New Deal advocates. And there will be health care reform. Statnews.com reports that the U.S. health delivery system is facing its own economic instability. To an unprecedented degree, physician practices are on the brink of collapse with patients staying home and telehealth reimbursements plagued by delays and other challenges. Hospitals, too, are teetering financially, laying off physicians or cutting their salaries. And this is just the beginning. COVID-19 is a multi-dimensional health crisis. In Louisiana, for example, five parishes account for 56% of COVID deaths as of June 16th and 78% of housing evictions. How can we ask our sick patients to shelter in place if they have no shelter? This article asks, In time, patients will return to their doctor's offices and hospitals for routine checkups, deferred elective procedures, prescription refills, and more. But they will do so with their health compromised, even if they never had COVID-19. Heart disease, mental health, and other conditions made worse by lost jobs and the struggle to afford food or rent. This will have a massive impact on physicians' practices as they accept greater economic and physical risk and struggle with new practice challenges. Over the past decade, state and federal governments, health insurance companies, health care delivery systems, and physicians have struggled over who should bear the cost when patients get sick. The Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services and private insurance companies have 
increasingly shifted this risk to physicians, holding physicians responsible for patients' health through quality measures and financial rewards and penalties. The problem is that these measures, incentives, and risk models focus almost entirely on clinical care. Yet social and environmental factors such as access to healthy food, safe housing, and other social determinants of health drive 70% of health outcomes. And that was before COVID-19. How does our notion of risk change when more than 36 million Americans have filed for unemployment benefits in the past three months and nearly one quarter of U.S. households are reporting that the food we bought just didn't last and we didn't have money to get more? Millions of patients will show up in clinics exhibiting the physical toll of skipping meals to feed their children. They will have made impossible trade-offs between refilling their heart medicine or buying food. They will carry the stress of spending weeks trying and failing to find a job as bills pile up and they fear losing their homes as the rent or mortgage goes unpaid and eviction bans get lifted. The way that CMS and health plans quantify and allocate risk to physicians is simply irrelevant in the face of our country's post-COVID-19 realities. It is clear that we cannot return to normal. So few people understand that the global population is being steered into taking the mark of the beast in order to access housing, food, and health care. Without the mark, you cannot buy or rent a house or buy food or health care. Without the mark, there will be no help for the person having a heart attack or stroke, no way to get a broken bone set or get stitches for a flesh wound, and nothing for those in need of shelter after losing their homes in this new circular economy. CNN reported in June that Freddie Mac and Fannie Mae foreclosures have been put on hold for another two months. In addition, homeowners affected by coronavirus have access to federally backed loans that can delay or reduce payments for up to a year, another delay. In other words, the foreclosure fallout is being stalled, but it can't be stalled forever. I think it's only a matter of time before the foreclosure rate goes through the roof again. And this statnews.com article continues, Nearly overnight, CMS implemented codes so it could pay physicians to diagnose and treat COVID-19 and account for the risk of complications. What is CMS? Content Management Systems. CMS is a universal coding system for insurance payment purposes. Nearly overnight, this statnews.com article says CMS was able to create new codes to diagnose and treat COVID-19. have to ask you, have you ever known any bureaucracy to work that fast? 
I suspect it is more likely that the new codes were already in place and only revealed after COVID-19 hit. StatNews.com's authors are genuinely concerned about the effects of the new normal on the health care of their patients. They should be, because it is all about to drastically change. Israel could be leading the way to the new health care normal. It just announced this week that because of the coronavirus, the Israeli health system is now overwhelmed and on Tuesday ordered hospitals to reduce activity in some outpatient clinics and surgical departments in order to redirect all staff and resources into fighting coronavirus. The chief of Jerusalem's top medical center warned against the health ministry's order, saying many patients suffering from cancer, heart disease, and other serious ailments have already delayed their treatments due to the nationwide lockdown. Israel is becoming the model for reduced health care to induce everyone to eventually take the mark of the beast to receive health care. The move would most likely result in many outpatient services such as surgeries and tests be delayed once again having been postponed during the nationwide lockdown. According to the ministry, hospitals will be allowed to prioritize the manner in which the care will be reduced and have full control of the process. In addition, because of the increasing number of medical teams required to quarantine, having been in contact with confirmed coronavirus carriers, hospitals will be given the opportunity to source personnel from within the military to fill positions in different wards. Older people with serious diseases and those needing surgeries are likely to not get those treatments now. This RFIDjournal.com article, and you heard that right, RFID Journal, it's a magazine for the RFID industry. This article explains how COVID-19 is now boosting the RFID tech. Technology vendors are simply taking advantage of new business opportunities that involve solving critical issues in how companies operate, which did not exist a few months ago before the pandemic, says this RFIDjournal.com. First, it must be stated that companies that demand technology and have already understood the need for Internet of Packaging, that's IOP systems, based on technologies such as RFID and digital printing, for example, have not stopped making investments due to the need for increased online sales via e-commerce, home deliveries, buy online pickup in store, BOPIS, and other aspects of omni-channel retailing, investments in IOP technology have become more mandatory than ever. For this reason, the demand for solutions from companies that supply these technologies is high. After all, everything that had an online alternative now has a mandatory virtual connection thanks to COVID-19. 
There are, however, sectors of human activity that cannot survive or function simply online without the physical presence of people. In these scenarios, with companies thinking about the resumption of their normal routine, albeit slowly, and with the gradual opening of stores, malls, offices, and other spaces for human interaction, tools will be needed to guarantee people's health and security without disregarding the needs of the new normal. I will add here that part of the social distancing and keeping everyone locked down may be to allow AIs, artificial intelligence, to become an integral part of global society by using them to do the things people cannot because they're locked away and social distanced. Back to the article. Zebra Technologies recently launched its MotionWorks proximity tool, which employs Bluetooth Low Energy, BLE, a Wi-Fi connection, and the company's cloud-based Savannah software platform to allow proximity detection, alerting, and contact tracking in the workplace. For companies that deploy the solution, including in the manufacturing, storage, transportation, and healthcare sectors, existing Zebra's devices can help to ensure social distancing and contact tracing. Those who do not have Zebra products can purchase a mobile computing bridge from the company to perform these tasks. Another firm, Engineering, has launched a bracelet equipped with a radio frequency identification sensor which emits audible and luminous warnings via LED if two people approach each other within less than the distance considered safe for avoiding coronavirus contagion. Engineering's smart proximity device is designed to enable safe return to work once the quarantine has been lifted. Specialized equipment can measure employee temperatures without the need for physical contact. Here in Brazil, says the article, Acura, a major supplier of RFID equipment that stands out strongly in the country's tolling sector, has also entered the arena of solutions for the new normal. Its three new products, according to the company, can help businesses combat COVID-19 since they feature such technologies as a digital and intelligent thermometer that can measure a person's temperature without the need for physical contact. The device may also have an alcohol dispenser attached. Other solutions from Acura control access by facial recognition, including the activation of locks also without contact. A friend recently asked me how facial recognition works with faces covered by masks. Good question. I suspect facial recognition may be sophisticated enough to actually be iris recognition, but that is for another Beastwatch News research and article. Back to this one. There is a growing trend in the market for existing technologies to be adapted or to serve as the basis for new solutions that will allow for safer coexistence between individuals, especially in public environments. This will undoubtedly generate new business. Oh, so good for the new circular economy. 
The coronavirus is paving the road to hell. And the U.S. and Israel, the second beast of Revelation 13, the Judeo-Christian beast, is at the forefront. It is the second beast, the Judeo-Christian beast, that has the two lambs' horns and speaks like the dragon, which will implement the mark of the beast. And I have said this before and will say it again, the only two religions on earth that associate themselves specifically with the lamb is Christianity and Judaism. This is why that beast has two lamb's horns. The only two national powers on earth capable of rising up as this beast is the U.S. and Israel. It is the consumers, the useless eaters of the world who will suffer. The rich will do what the rich always do, which is get richer. A friend sent me this BBC.com article about how the Black Death made the rich richer. After many centuries, the rich have certainly figured out and have used every means to create wealth, even doing so over people's dead bodies, literally. And they will continue to do so. According to BBC.com, the Black Death killed perhaps 80% of those who caught it. That's a far cry from COVID-19 with its roughly 4% kill rate. While the Black Death resulted in short-term economic damage, the longer-term consequences were less obvious. Before the plague erupted, several centuries of population growth had produced a labor surplus, which was abruptly replaced with a labor shortage when many serfs and free peasants died. Historians have argued that this labor shortage allowed those peasants that survived the pandemic to demand better pay or to seek employment elsewhere. Despite government resistance, serfdom and the feudal system itself were ultimately eroded. But another less often remarked consequence of the Black Death was the rise of wealthy entrepreneurs and business government links. That's what we're seeing right now, folks. I just read an article on how the RFID industries and entrepreneurial technology is developing what governments and businesses need because of coronavirus. Although the Black Death caused short-term losses for Europe's largest companies, in the long term, they concentrated their assets and gained a greater share of the market and influence with governments. This has strong parallels with the current situation in many countries across the world. While many companies rely upon government support to prevent them collapsing, many others, mainly the larger ones involved in home delivery, are profiting handsomely from the new trading conditions. The mid-14th century economy is too removed from the size, speed, and interconnectedness of the modern market to give exact comparisons, but we can certainly see parallels with the way that the Black Death strengthened the power of the state and accelerated the domination of key markets by a handful of mega-corporations. 
the global state, the United Nations, has now gained power over the entire global population. The sudden loss of a third of Europe's population didn't lead to an even redistribution of wealth for everyone else. Instead, people responded to the devastation by keeping money within the family. At the same time, the decline of feudalism and the rise of a wage-based economy following peasant demands for better labor conditions benefited urban elites. Being paid in cash rather than in kind, in the granting of privileges such as the right to collect firewood, meant that peasants had more money to spend in towns. This concentration of wealth greatly accelerated a pre-existing trend, the emergence of merchant entrepreneurs who combined trade in goods with their production on a scale only available to those with significant sums of capital. For example, silk, once imported from Asia and Byzantium, was now being produced in Europe. Wealthy Italian merchants began to open silk and cloth workshops. These entrepreneurs were uniquely positioned to respond to the sudden labor shortage caused by the Black Death. Unlike independent weavers who lacked the capital and unlike aristocrats whose wealth was locked up in land, urban entrepreneurs were able to use their liquid capital to invest in new technologies, compensating for the loss of workers with machines. That's coming again, folks. After human depopulation, machines, AIs, will replace living, breathing human beings where needed. In southern Germany, which became one of Europe's most commercialized areas in the late 14th and 15th centuries, companies such as the Welser, which later ran Venezuela as a private colony, combined growing flax with owning the looms on which workers span that, that flax into linen, which the Welser then sold. The trend of the post-Black Death 14th and 15th centuries was a concentration of resources, capital, skills, and infrastructure into the hands of a small number of corporations. Rolling forward to the present, there are some clear similarities. Certain large organizations have stepped up to the opportunities provided by COVID-19. In many countries across the world, entire ecologies of small restaurants, pubs, and shops have suddenly been closed down. The market for food, general retail, and entertainment has gone online, and cash has pretty much disappeared. The percentage of calories that restaurants provided has had to be rerouted through supermarkets markets and much of this supply has now been taken up by supermarket chains. They have plenty of large properties and lots of staff with the HR capacity to recruit more rapidly and there are many underemployed people who now want jobs. They also have warehouses, trucks and complex logistics capacity. The other big winner has been the giants of online retail such as Amazon who run a prime pantry service in the U.S., India and many European countries. 
High street shops have been suffering from price and convenience competition from the Internet for years, and bankruptcies are regular news. Now, much non-essential retail space is closed, and our desires have been rerouted through Amazon, eBay, Argos, Screwfix, and others. There has been a clear spike in online shopping and retail analysts are wondering whether this is a decisive move into the virtual world and the further dominance of big corporations. Keeping us distracted as we wait at home for our parcels is the streaming entertainment industry, a market sector which is dominated by big corporations including Netflix, Amazon Prime, Disney and others. Other online giants such as Google which owns YouTube, Facebook which owns Instagram and Twitter provide the other platforms that dominate online traffic. The final link in the chain is the delivery companies themselves, UPS, FedEx, Amazon Logistics, as well as food delivery from Just Eat and Deliveroo. Though their business models are different, their platforms now dominate the movements of products of all kinds, whether your new Toshiba-branded Amazon Fire TV or your stuffed crust from Pizza Hut, which is a subsidiary of Yum Brands, which also owns KFC, Taco Bell, and others. The other swing to corporate dominance has been the move away from state-backed cash towards contactless payment services. It's obviously a corollary of online marketplaces, but also means that the money moves through big corporations that take their slice for moving it. Visa and MasterCard are the largest players, but Apple Pay, PayPal, and Amazon... Have you noticed how many places Amazon is showing up here? have all seen increases in their transaction volume as cash sits unused in people's purses. And if cash is still imagined to be a vector for transmission, then retailers won't take it and customers won't use it. Small business has taken a really decisive hit across the wide range of sectors as COVID-19, like the Black Death, results in big companies gaining market share. And really, folks, that's the whole idea behind the circular economy. Big corporations controlling everything, including people. Even those working at home to write pieces like this are working on Skype, owned by Microsoft, Zoom, and BlueJeans, as well as using email clients and laptops made by a small number of global organizations. Billionaires are getting richer while ordinary people lose their jobs. Jeff Bezos, Amazon's CEO, has increased his wealth by $25 billion since the start of the year. And let us not forget again the huge boost to the RFID industry, the one creating the way for every earthling to be tracked everywhere we go and to keep us out of places or let us into places, depending on whether we have the right tracking code or a tracking code at all. Back to the BBC article.
But this is not the whole story, says BBC. The other big trend in the response to the virus has been the strengthening of the power of the state. Thanks to coronavirus, the state has come rolling back in again like a tsunami. Spending on a level which was mocked as magic money tree economics only a few months ago has been aimed at national health systems, addressed the problem of homelessness, provided universal basic income for millions of people, and offered loan guarantees or direct payments to a host of businesses. Folks, don't believe me unless I can prove my point, and I believe I have. This new circular economy, which is to become our new normal, with all of its stay-at-home workers, electronic devices designed to track your social distance from others, and the new way to see your doctor over Skype, is the United Nations New World Order Industrialist's dream come true. It is the method for total population control. The UN beast can now control the entire Earth's population and put more money in the pockets of the new elites who are joining the old money elites that they made during the Black Death and other devastations along the way. And that upcoming COVID-19 vaccination, the one that everybody's so scared of, well, Times of Israel reported this week that it comes with no guarantees that it will work. You, however, will still be required to get it. The article says, if we're lucky, we'll get a vaccine that's effective at 90%, but if we're less lucky, it could be 30%, and if we're Unlucky, we could get no vaccine at all, warned Cyril Cohen, head of the immunotherapy laboratory at Bar-Ilan University. We really don't know, he stressed. Oh, there will be a vaccine that works. It will be given to the rich. Another vaccine will be given to the useless eaters so that they can be tracked and die as planned. Speaking of tracking, Israel's tracking trial was a disaster this week. JPost.com writes that reports contain stories of tens of thousands of citizens receiving text messages warning them to quarantine because of their alleged close contact with someone with coronavirus. But many of the messages seem to be demonstrable mistakes. Now in Israel, a growing number of people say they are being forced into quarantine by mistake, likely due in part to technology that fails to discern whether two people were actually within six feet of each other, close enough to transmit the virus, according to the Times of Israel. Ynet News reports that many who were told to enter isolation say they lost income after being misidentified by the controversial tracking system, which is normally used in counter terrorism. One woman was placed in a maternity unit despite not even being pregnant, while one man currently in the UK received an order to isolate.
A recently launched Facebook group dubbed Shin Bait Tracking Victims intended to file a class action lawsuit on behalf of citizens who were mistakenly ordered into quarantine. It is impossible that people in Israel are finding themselves imprisoned in their homes and in isolation due to Shin Bait Tracking mistakes, Mariana Kondov, who is behind the initiative, said. The Israeli government is now considering shortening the quarantine period from two weeks to ten days. The New World Order is not using third world countries to work out the kinks in their systems anymore. This is no longer an experiment. I still believe this virus was released by divine appointment by Yahweh before they were ready and now the new world order is scrambling to regain control and rather than running their experimental systems in India and Africa as they have in the past they are working out the kinks with their own people now in fact the new contact tracing system is being implemented worldwide without experimenting in third world countries fortune.com reported this week that less than two months ago after Apple and Google launched a system to help government authorities slow the spread of COVID-19 by tracing people exposed to the disease the tech giants have attracted a modest amount of participation Multiple U.S. states and 11 countries, including Italy and Germany, are currently working with the companies to develop mobile phone apps to facilitate contact tracing, Dr. David Feinberg, vice president at Google Health, said on Wednesday at Fortune's Brainstorm Health virtual conference. We think it's a tool that's important in the big concept of how you really do contact tracing, he said. Health authorities face a dire need to warn people who have been exposed to disease carriers, but tracing the contacts of infected individuals is a complex and difficult task, and one that is being worked on right now, I might add. In May, Apple and Google launched an addition to their respective mobile phone operating systems that would help track incidental exposures to COVID-19. The system is designed to protect the privacy of individual users while also avoiding false reports. The article also reassures us that Apple and Google do not keep records of coronavirus exposure. Is Israel the world's focus of the coronavirus chaos because the New World Order is refocusing our attention to Jerusalem's rise as Mystery Babylon, the new economic and religious center of the earth in this new normal? In my opinion, it is no accident that Israel's chaos has become the lead model on what not to do and perhaps Israel will regain control over its chaos by returning to its initial lockdown thus showing the rest of the world how to follow Israel's lead so that Israel can become the new model of world leader 
when the chaos ends will it be Israel which rises from those ashes will it be mystery Babylon that rises well welcome to your new normal that's it for this Beast Watch News update. This is Kimberly Rogers Brown signing off. Click over to BeastWatchNews.com for full comprehensive coverage of all the headlines fulfilling end of days Bible prophecy.